بسم الله الرحمن الرحيم الحمد لله رب العالمين والصلاة والسلام على رسوله الكريم وعلى آله وأصحابه أجمعين ما بعد السلام عليكم ورحمة الله وبركاته and welcome back to another Ilm Feed podcast episode with your host Shabir Hassan again we're still in the month of Ramadan but we're right towards the end Subhanallah uh, hopefully you've all been enjoying the podcast so far and even more so, I pray that Ramadan has been going well for you. We've literally got those last few days to salvage and to make use of this blessed month, inshallah. And uh, we've got a very special guest with us uh, today, inshallah, uh, to again, I mean, it's the month of the Quran, so we have to bring in the Quran into this. Uh, and someone who I've only met on a, a couple of occasions, subhanallah, uh, but he needs no introduction whatsoever. Uh, he's probably one of your favorite Quran reciters, mashallah. Uh, so I'm going to be introducing today uh, for this episode in this blessed month of ramadan our dear brother qari fatih sefragic yep assalamu alaikum warahmatullahi wabarakatuh how are you bro you okay alhamdulillah man alhamdulillah i can see you got that down from the last time oh man you know what i was i was <laughs> nervous <laughs> i was nervous i was like you know i don't want to get this wrong on the podcast but alhamdulillah, alhamdulillah. i'm glad i got it right man how are you how are you okay alhamdulillah man alhamdulillah just uh, busy man you know how ramadan is yep. uh, especially the last 10 nights so um, just kind of, you know, trying to get through them as best I can, inshallah. So. Alhamdulillah. It's, it's, it's great to have you here in the UK. And, it's always uh, a pleasure. And especially, I know this is your first time here in the Umfi studio yeah, as well. Yeah, it is. So it's a pleasure to, to host you. Um, look, man, I know you've been really busy with Taraweeh literally every single night in different places. Like, I was just asking you, where are you tonight? You're like, I don't even know, because yeah, yeah. you're literally all over the place, right? Yeah. Uh, but how has how has leading been? Because, like, I've been leading, alhamdulillah, I think for about eight years. How long have you been leading for I've you been say? leading for about 12 years 12 years yeah, okay yeah. mashallah so <laughs> so but the thing is with me when I've led I've yeah. just led in one place I've yeah. not moved around and with yourself you, you know for the past few years you've been moving around quite a bit how is that experience like more than anything else so to be honest with you man when I first started doing trawi for the first few years <clears throat> when I started doing trawi um, it was just in one place it was just at one mosque yeah maybe for the first three four years mm. um, and then at, once I started coming to the UK which has been for like the last seven years or so. Wow. So uh, every time I did Trawi here, it's been, you know, with these charities and then they do these events and then we move around. Mm. And, um, you know, to be honest with you, man, uh, what it's, it's very, um, it's hard because you're constantly traveling and yeah. you're driving in the car. And like, for example, I get a car sickness or motion sickness. Oh, wow. So it's very difficult to review in the car, you know? Yeah. Um, and then there's other stuff going on. But, you know, the main thing that... Um, makes it difficult is when I go to these different mosques, uh, I have to continue from where the Imam leaves off. Yeah. And uh, the thing is, it's all over the place, right? So I remember like on the fourth day of Ramadan, this mosque was like Surah Anbiya. I was like, I'm not <laughs> mentally prepared to be like in that part of the Quran yet. Yeah. And I thought I'm still going to be cruising a bit in the beginning. Yeah. You know? Or for example, the amount of times I read Surah A'raf, like, yeah. but it will be like the beginning of it, then the next day, like the end of it, then the next day, like the middle of it, and then oh, like the next day, Surah Nas, you know, <laughs> and I'm like, <laughs> and you know, I've been doing that for the last few years. And uh, one thing that I've noticed and that, uh, you know, that I really, uh, I'm trying to change hopefully next year, inshallah, is uh, what that does is there's so many parts and patches of the Quran that I actually haven't read over the years because mm. it's like, I don't even know where they are because there's just so many like dark spots as I want to call them because yeah. I just, maybe it just so happens that I didn't get to read them this year because of the positioning, mm -hmm. you know? Um, and one of the most important things for any hafiz during the month of Ramadan, like one of the main purposes of Tarawih, I remember my teacher always used to tell me when we were young, because he knew we weren't going to review once we graduated, you know? Yeah. 
he was like, uh, look, whatever you do, just make sure you do Tarawih every year. Even if it means like five people in a closet, like just yeah. whatever you do, just do your Tarawih every year because that's going to be your main review uh, for that year. Like even if you don't do anything else, if you take care of your Tarawih, then inshallah, you'll never forget your Quran, you know? Mm. Um, and so that's kind of affected my memorization, my hifth a bit, just doing it in this style. Yeah. So I'm really hoping that, because um, right now I'm trying to get my jaza in Kuwait. So hopefully after this year, once I have that done, I would like to be ideally in one place or not be moving around as much yeah. or read a bit more than I'm reading now. So, because I, you know, I just, I just don't want to, for, you know, forget my Quran and I want to make sure that it stays solid. And, you know, this is the best way to do that. So, yeah, yeah. Because, yeah. I mean, the, the other thing is, like you mentioned, you're traveling a lot and, you, and you're having to revise and practice. Yeah. Even as we were coming up to the studio, yeah. you're, you're reading. As I was driving here, yeah. I was reading. Yeah. A lot of people don't realize the amount of like, effort and time that goes into it. like they just think oh he's leading four eight yeah, ten. yeah. Like, that's that's like a you half know, an hour job subhanallah bro i'm I'm, not, I'm gonna tell you man uh, and this is partially because you know my quran is not as strong as it used to be um mm. you know like for example you you meet sheikh muhammad jibril oh, yeah. and i guarantee you he's not reviewing like me and you man that guy is <laughs> that guy just wakes up half an hour before Tarawi and he's good to go man so, subhanallah yeah. like that's what you want to get at you want to be at that yeah, level but yeah. that takes a whole year around uh, mm. you know a lot of work throughout the year you can't just like be chilling throughout the year and then yeah but for me man like Subhanallah, I was just thinking about it this year. Uh, sometimes I read until my jaw hurts. Like, I'm just so stressed. And, like, yeah. my jaw is hurting, but I'm still, like, I have to keep reading because I'm... And, you know, people don't understand, you know, like, there's a difference between reciting it to someone else or just reciting it normally mm. and reciting it in prayer. Mm. Like, I swear to God, sometimes I'll recite it, like, 20 times straight with no mistakes. And then I'll get up there for yeah. Trawi <laughs> and I'll make, like, 10 mistakes or something. Oh, and, I'm just, and I'll just be... Gutted, man, and I'll be like, I hate that feeling. I, you know, and it's just—it's the worst feeling because at the end of a long day of just like your jaw is hurting, you've been—you've yeah. been trying your absolute best. You've literally read it as many times as you can. I'll read it slowly, quickly, like in different speeds, just to, and then I'll still get up there. But that pressure, though, when you're up there. Yeah. Uh, I remember my my teacher, bro. His Quran is like very good, bro. Like mm. he knows, you know, alhamdulillah, he's like you know very paka. So, my teacher, uh, I remember even him during Ramadan when I was younger, he would just like. Uh, we wouldn't recite to him as much. He would just be reviewing all the time. He'd make yeah. me come to his house, uh, you know, before Tarawih and listen to him. And I used to be like, yo, this guy knows his Quran. Why is he, you know, but he used to say, even he used to like be stressed out because now that I'm older, I understand. But like, there's that pressure of when you're mm. leading prayer. So even like the best, they have to really review. It's not, it's not something that's easy. It's a difficult task that people don't, you know, people don't understand, you know. Yeah, because I mean, it's not just the fact that you're reciting because obviously you have the pressure of reciting in front of others. And then because it's in Salah, you need to know where to stop, yeah. come back up, where to continue from. And and all of that, it's just all of the added pressure. So subhanAllah. The smallest and, things can throw you off. Like someone's yeah. cough, you know, <laughs> someone coughs the wrong way, it throws you off. Uh, and there's a lot of people that like to jump in and correct you that are not yeah, supposed to. Yeah. So, you know, you never know, like when someone goes, you know, like. The, <laughs> is, that, is that a mistake? Or you know, that? you never know. You get me? So. Uh, if people are talking in the back of the masjid, man, like yeah. the smallest things, you know, if there's a baby screaming, it's just, yeah. so that's. <laughs> <laughs> Actually, last night, because the, the second imam, yeah. the one that read after me, he was reciting from Surah Yasin. Okay. And everyone's a happy all oh, of yeah. a sudden when it comes I'm to Surah Yasin, right? <laughs> so he made one small mistake, right? The whole masjid. <laughs> Literally like 10, 15 uncles, like, jumping on his back. And that, that messes you up. Yeah, yeah. And when you you know, that. usually when I read Yasin or like these surahs, I have to make a disclaimer before I start. I literally yeah. will be yeah. like, okay, listen, guys, I know all of you know Surah Yasin, <laughs> but please, like, if you all correct me at one time, I'm not going to be able to hear the correction, you know? So it makes it worse, man. Yeah, but, man. But Alhamdulillah, you know what? I think leading overall with all the funny stories, yeah. man, 
yeah. thing. I think it's one of the most amazing feelings. No, for sure, man. Yeah. It's a big blessing, man. Alhamdulillah. Alhamdulillah. It's, it's, uh, it's, wouldn't it's, trade it for the world. Just, you know, if, if anything makes it difficult, it's from my end and, and mm. more effort that I need to put in. And I know that. So, you know, if I put in the effort, then inshallah, you know, like I want to get to a point, man, where I'm just, you know, comfortably leading Tarawi, you know. Mm. Um, and, you know, really, a person of the Qur'an, you know, I was reading uh, recently, like, you know, the people in the past, man, they used to finish reading the, like, the whole Qur'an in, like, three days. Like, that was their average. Mm. An average, one whole Qur'an was completed yeah. in like, about three days, man. And, um, and they used to do it from memory. And, you know, they probably did it, you know, they probably distributed <clears throat> it in their salah and qiyam. But, you know, when you, when you hear that, you think it's a lot. But I remember mm. my teacher was saying, like, you can finish reading at a very decent place with Tajweed. You can finish a juz in 20 minutes. Yeah. So you can finish about three juz in one hour, man. Mm. So, you know, uh, if you just spend like two, three hours throughout the day, then you can like, you know, imagine in your commute to work, you know, on your way back home, just these small little things when you're cooking, whatever, you can just read like two juz right there, man. And I'm mm. sure that's how these guys used to have it. So when it's like that, then when it comes to Ramadan, when you've read the, when you're finishing the Quran every three days and, and then it comes to Ramadan and Tarawih, if you're at that level, then it's easy, you know, so that's like, that's goals right there. Yeah. Because, so. you know, we hear stories of, yeah. of scholars from the past that did that. Yeah. Uh, but I think sometimes... Uh, a lot of people they hear those stories and they think, oh, but that was yeah, that was Imam Bukhari, yeah. that was Imam Shafi. But you know what? There's still people until today absolutely. in our time that yeah. are like our teachers that yeah. are still doing yeah, it. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, one of my teachers, Sheikh Shams, um, uh, he 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 posted on his Facebook the other day that he spoke to his senior teacher, mm. um, and and he and and he was he was just asked him how much Quran have you how many khatams have you done so far, and obviously my teacher he felt embarrassed and he asked him how much have you done. He's like, I'm doing 15, 16 inches a day. So he, on average, he's doing That's two, crazy, maybe th three, yeah, yeah. you know, within three days, he's doing yeah, the khatam. I think as well, um, Sheikh Al-Ma'asarawi, he's in, he's in the UK yeah, as well yeah. at the moment. I hear outside of Ramadan, he just does a, a khatam every 10 days yeah. in different qiraat as well. So like, we have these people with us. No, for sure. And today, Those, and the, these guys are the legends, man. Yeah. You know, the thing is, man, like as I'm going older and like now I'm trying to manage my time, I'm trying, you know, there's a lot of opportunities where I wish I could be reviewing, <clears throat> yeah. but it goes back to how strong your Quran is, right? So mm. that's why for all the Hafad, you know, you have to make that effort maybe for one or two years to really solidify your Quran. Mm. Because one, when you get it to that level of where it's really good and strong, then it's easy to maintain, right? So yeah. for me and you right now, reading 10 juz a day, it just sounds like a disaster because it's like, how can, how is this going to take me so yeah, much yeah. time? But if you get to a point where you can do 10 juz a day and you maintain it and you're consistent with it, then it will never be difficult. Like once mm. you, it's like when you lift weights, right? If you're used to lifting like really heavy weights and if you yeah. pick them up the next day, you just where you left off, right? Yeah, but yeah. if you stop for like a year and you try to go back to the same weights you did, then it's like, then you have to start back from, you know, a lower weight and go up. So that's mm. what, so that's why, you know, inshallah, bro, my goal is because when I was younger, I was really competitive, you know? So I used to enjoy reciting. Like, I had a big um, a joy in reciting to my teacher. Like, how many... Like, if I made three mistakes yesterday, it was like, okay, let me try to make two mm. or one today. Like, yeah, yeah. You, it was always a, com a competition, you get me? And I enjoyed it when I was younger. And I'm enjoying it now, too. Like, even when I do my review, I, it's always like a challenge to myself. It's like a video game for me, kind of. Because yeah. it's like, you try to remember exactly <clears throat> where you messed up and not to do that same thing again, you know? So I'm... I, I, for my goal, man, for at least for 2019, is to get my Quran to a point where... Uh, it's that solid where I can, if I choose to do five or ten in a day, man, I can. Because I'm so tired of stressing out <laughs> yeah, in Ramadan, yeah, yeah. man. Like, this should be a chill time, you know. Uh, I want to enjoy my Ramadan like everyone else. I want to yeah. do Ibadah. I want to, you know, read books and stuff like that. But I'm just, you know, so stressed that I can't. That's the only thing I focus on. So Yeah. yeah. What about for those for those people who are, you know, looking to become uh, half of the Quran? Like, what age did you finish memorizing? So I started at the age of nine. <clears throat> okay. Um, and I start, I finished at the age of 12. 
motivate yourself, man, and try it's your just, best. It takes a lot of willpower. I think. It does. It, it does. Literally it does. To, you, you can do yeah. it. If, I mean, I, I still vividly remember in my class when I was young, and, and this is me going back to that when I was like 11, 12 years old, there was a, 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 you know, one, a person who was a lot more senior than us. He was literally 42 years old, and his own sons were in the madrasa enrolled, right? Mm. And he was doing hives with us. Mm. And he started like two, three years before we did. <clears throat> and and even by the time we finished, he continued. Like he still mm. hadn't finished. It took him double the time. Mm. But the funny, the crazy thing is, like after I graduated and after a few years, I found out, mashallah, like this uncle, he's he's finished his health. Mm -hmm. So imagine he started at the age of 39, yeah. 40. He finished yeah. when he was 46, 47. And having said all of that with him being a parent, him, yeah, he used exactly. to come in late because he was coming in from work. Absolutely. Yeah. And he had that. That's the that's biggest and, challenge because yeah. they have these other things, you know, as adults. <clears throat> so you yeah. have that you have that motivation. Um, but then you, what is that? There's that one quote that's like, you know, when you're older, you know, you have the, you don't have the time, but you have the money. When you're younger, you don't have the money. You, you know yeah, what I'm talking yeah, about, right? Yeah, there's yeah, like, yeah. there's that whole <laughs> like <Yeah>. cycle. <laughs> so there's always pros there's and cons. Always something, yeah. yeah. Alhamdulillah. Uh, okay. So coming, coming to yourself, then you started re really young. What was it that kind of, um, motivated you or pushed you or what you pushed into? What you pushed into? <laughs> um, to be honest, man. You know, like most most young <clears throat> most because when you're nine years old, man, not just with Quran, you know, you hardly want to do anything that you yeah, like, yeah. like unless you like unless it's video games or something that you want to do. Mm. Uh, your parents have to really push you into whatever it is. You know, even regular school. You know, most kids, mm. if they can choose to, they will not go to school. Yeah. Uh, so that's what it was like for me, man. Um, I remember my mom told me she's like, okay, I want you to just go try out this Quran program. If you like it, you can go. If you don't like it, you don't have to. You know. Mm. So I go. I'm like, I don't like it. <laughs> 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 and then. I wake up the next morning and she's like waking me up. She's like, you got to go. I was like, I thought you said I don't got to go. She's like, you got to go. I was like, I'm not going to go. She's like, all right, well, if you don't go, you know, I'm going to tell your uncle or whatever. And so uh, I had to go. And then, um, so that's, you know, that's just how it is. You know, you, your parents, uh, uh, they make you do it when you're younger. Yeah. Um, and, you know, what motivated me then was, you know, my teachers, my parents, you know, stuff like that. Uh, but as you get older... Uh, you appreciate it, you know, mm. so I definitely appreciate, alhamdulillah, for, of course, I appreciate my teachers and yeah. my mom, like, a lot now, you know, but, um, like, my, 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 my teacher always used to tell us, it's like medicine, like, you know, a lot of kids, they hate taking their medicine, it tastes funky or whatever, it, just, yeah, it yeah. doesn't taste good, right, but you still, you make them take it because they have to, you know, feel better, you know, so, mm. uh, but when you're older, you just chug that medicine, you don't even care how it tastes, you just, yeah, like, yeah. I want to feel better, you know, you don't have to, uh, no one has to ask you or force you, but when you're a yeah. kid, you, you know, your parents have to, like, please, <clears throat> just, just take one spoon, yeah, just, yeah. just take it, you know, so that's just how it is with anything, man, alhamdulillah, so my biggest motivation was, uh, you know, my parents and uh, my teachers, alhamdulillah. alhamdulillah. I mean, because I know a lot of Hufad and people who uh, study the Quran at a young age, but I guess then many of them they just they just go their own way, right? Yeah. Like they memorize even even Taraweeh is like not an option for them. They just carry on. Yeah, so same. I guess so with yourself, you obviously stuck to it and you uh, you stuck to this journey of the Quran. What kept you then? Because now now you're older, you're you're more mature. What's kept you motivated? So to, to be to honest, man, you know, for me, what kept me. Um, you know, on this path, you know, I, I have to say the first, the first most important thing is God. Like Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, yeah. I feel like he had a, um, a plan for me, man. Because mm. I never, even when I finished my hifs, even when I was doing my first few tarawis, man, you know, I never planned on reciting the Quran. I never, I never wanted to be a Qari. Like that was never my dream growing up. Yeah, I never yeah. was like, you know, I want to be a Qari when I grow up. Yeah. It just kind of happened, you know. Yeah. And uh, I've been reciting the Quran. And you know, look, man. Uh, everyone, go, like I finished my hifs when I was 12. Yeah. I left my like uh, class when I was about 14. And in those years, you know, everyone goes through years where 
uh, you know, they might not be the most practicing. I didn't, there's points in my life where I didn't really even care about Islam. You know, mm. I, I remember once I, you know, when I was younger, I used to consider myself atheist and my mom used to be so angry. She's like, you're really? a hafid and you're considering, yeah, yeah. you know, yourself atheist. But I was like, at that age, where I was like 15. I was just questioning everything and just I just wanted to be a rebel. Exactly, yeah. you know. And I was like, um, so I, you, you go through those stages. And, you know, for me, the most difficult thing was um, there was a lot of times in my life where, uh, you know, my lifestyle didn't match with what I was doing, you mm. know. And I was like, you know, either I didn't want to be a Qadi or I was embarrassed to be a Qadi because I didn't feel like, you know, you know, who am I to, you know, say I'm a Qadi or whatever. Like, I'm not, yeah, you know yeah. what I'm, you get what I'm saying? <clears throat> but the thing is, um, I always, you know, I always was like, look, you know, what am I supposed to do? You know, because people will say, you know, you should master everything. You should become a good person, be a good Muslim, and then you should be a Qadi, right? Mm. If I followed that advice, then I might never have been a Qadi because, you know, people spend their entire life trying to, you know, better themselves and, yeah. you know, get to that point where they're kind of proud of who they are, you know? Mm. So I stuck through it. And, you know, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala opened up all these doors. Like, whatever I tried to do something else, it would always lead back to this. Like, my the only doors that would open up for me, the opportunities that would open up for me were through the Qur'an, through, you know, whatever it was. And it kept me on this path. And I'd like to say, you know, even if I wasn't the most practicing at the time, the biggest blessing uh, of the Qur'an was that it protected me. And it kept mm. me, like, anchored in life, you know. Like, no matter how far away I went, I always, you know... Um, used to come back because of the Quran and I used to hate criticism when I was younger man like yeah because I'm a Qadi people be like you know I can't post certain things uh, on mm -hmm. my like Snapchat or Instagram mm -hmm. you know I can't dress this way I can't talk this way I can't go to certain places and I used to always be like man I wish I can go out with the guys but if someone clocks me then I'm gonna yeah, you know? yeah. and I used to be so frustrated with that or like you know you post something on Instagram and you get all these people like you know hey, they call mm -hmm. them haters yeah uh, but I actually have my own theory about that but you get you know people just like you know saying this about you and you just get so <clears> frustrated but then, you know, as I started getting older, I was like, you know, like all this stuff kind of kept me in check. Even when I didn't want to myself, when I wasn't, I guess, you know, uh, good enough to care about these things. Yeah. I had these external factors that kind of helped me and saved me, you know. And, you know, I used to think about all these things for just in general. When you have haters on social media, people only get usually offended and they get upset mm. when it's something that's true. Right. Yeah, so, yeah. like, if I comment on your Instagram right now and I just make up some lies and I just and then I'm hating you're not going to be bothered by it. You're going to be like, mm. this guy said, oh, come on, this is 100% not true. You're not going to be yeah, bothered yeah. by it at all. But if I say something and I give you some advice or something and I hit like a sensitive, mm. you know, uh, area for you, then it's going to bother you. Mm. You're going to be like, all right, bro. Like, you know, and that's what it was. So I saw it before I used to see it as like people hating. Then as I grew older, I saw it as like constructive criticism. You know, mm. like these people, most people generally want good for you. Yeah. They might not say it in the right way, but people are just generally advising you because they want, you know, what's best for you, you know. So that kind of protected me. And as you get older, you know, you start developing your own relationship with God. Now, this is for anybody, whether you're Hafiz, not yeah, Hafiz, yeah. you have to get, even if you're born Muslim, like most people, you, if you want to be someone that's like strong in your religion mm. and take, like taking things seriously, you have to get to a point in your life where you're like, you realize that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is the real deal, that this is the most amazing thing, Islam, mm. you know, and that you have to, <clears throat> like, you have to motivate yourself, like, you know, when you're younger, your mom wakes you up with, you know, a discipline to pray your salahs, for example, right? Yeah. But when you get older, when you genuinely care about God yourself and you actually start caring about everything around you, mm. no one has to tell you, you know, hey, Shabir, go pray. You, you'll you see the time, even if you're by yourself, you're going to go pray on an alleyway on the street because it's important to you. Yeah. So everyone needs to get to that stage, man. So, you know, for me, the Quran, you know, what I tell people is uh, when you're hafiz, you know, Hafiz means guardian or protector, right? Yeah. The, so when you're Hafiz, you're a guardian or protector of the Quran. 
what people don't realize is that when you're a hafiz of the Qur'an, the Qur'an is also hafiz of you, right? So that's one of the most beautiful things that I like to say is that when you protect and guard the Qur'an, wallahi the Qur'an protects and guards you in ways that you can't even think of. Mm, and people funny. usually think that hafiz means, you know, generally when we say hafiz, it, it refers to the whole Qur'an, right? Yeah. But someone can be a hafiz of Juz'amma. Yeah. You can be a hafiz of just a barak, you can be a hafiz of Surah Yasin, you can be a hafiz of Surah Yusuf, whatever it yeah, is, yeah. right? So the more obviously that you protect the Quran and guard the Quran, the more it's going to protect you. But mm. even if you're guarding a few surahs, a few whatever it is that you know, inshallah Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala will protect you because of that as well. Because at the end of the day, you're still protecting a portion of Allah's book, you get me? Yeah. So alhamdulillah, you know, um, I just have the, you know, the Quran to thank and Allah really put me on this path, man. I try every day to... Uh, you know, live up to what I'm supposed to. And inshallah, you know, one day I can get there. But, um, you know, it's a, it's a struggle for everybody, man. So Yeah, yeah. for real. I mean, because it's, it's funny you mentioned that because even last week uh, in the episode with uh, Brother Talha, the, he's a founder of Quran Club. I mentioned the same thing. I was like, it's amazing how when you serve the Quran, yeah. Allah just opens up doors no, for, for you. for sure, man. Alhamdulillah. And, and, and it's right? It's like you don't do it with that intention. Yeah. But genuinely, if you care and you love the Quran, yeah. Like subhanAllah, like yourself now, you're traveling yeah. um, and, and there's so many people that look up to you and, and that, you know, admire your recitation. That's another thing man, that, you know, I just, you just reminded me, you know, yeah. uh, one of the biggest things that, you know, helped me get closer to Allah in general and love the Quran was when I started traveling mm. and reciting the Quran and just seeing how people were affected by it. Like you mm. go to the different countries, you recite the Quran, you see people just <clears> being, you, when you see the power of the Quran for so long and you see the effect of it and like the love that people have for it and like the difference it makes in the world, it's so hard to like not believe in it. You get what mm. I'm saying? Because it's just like over time, like for even non-Muslims, man, like I make it a point to, when I give da'wah, you know, I used to just talk about like bullet points and this and that, debate, whatever. Yeah. Now, if I get in an Uber, I have 10 minutes, I'll just recite some verses. Okay, if you felt anything in your heart, if you just go look it up on YouTube. Because you, people, I believe people can, it's Allah's words. It doesn't mm. matter who you are. If you feel it, you're going to feel something. So I'm confident in that. So I'll just read a few verses. I tell them, all right, so that's what that was. It's called the Quran. When you go home, go on YouTube. <laughs> yeah. You know, and I've had a lot of people that were like, you know, it's more, like I've never heard something like, you know, it's yeah. a big blessing, man. About 80 or 90% of non-Muslims have never heard the Quran in their life, man. Just true, think about that, true. bro. Never, not one time, bro. It's like a special thing that we as Muslims have. I remember this one uh, old lady, I read for her. She just started crying and mm. she just came and hugged me. And she was like, thank you. That's like, the mo she's old. She's like, the mm. most beautiful mm. thing I've ever heard in my life. Mm. And that, that was just one Quran recitation. Yeah. You get what I'm saying? So when you see... Like someone that's never heard, like not Muslim, nothing. And you, you know, when you see the effect that it has on Muslims and non-Muslims, you're just like, you know, how, how long can you just, you have to appreciate it, man. SubhanAllah, you get what I'm saying? So it's like. Yeah, I mean, we're, we're talking about like people today and we're talking about back then. I mean, Omar Adlan. Yeah, exactly. The, the only reason, the, exactly. he literally just, just read verses. It, that's it. And it changed his life. Completely. Like, it's amazing. That's just the power of the Quran. Absolutely. And I guess you must have seen that in your travels. You yeah. already mentioned a few, a few kind of stories. The, the impact it would have um, and the impact even just watching videos for example like uh, you know you, you're getting a lot of people that are attracted to watching you know your videos and other reciters and imagine just sitting at home you know you're the able crazy to... thing is I was just doing Taraweeh like a week ago yeah. or something at some uni right mm. so I, we finished Taraweeh we go upstairs to have some tea with the brothers and I see this guy sitting on his laptop and okay. uh, he, he, and all these guys start <clears throat> greeting me right like oh you know brother Fatih mashallah whatever you know Taraweeh after Taraweeh and then this guy just looks at me and he goes, oh, you're, you're a Dafate. And I'm like, yeah, man, I, did you miss the memo? We just did Tarawi downstairs. And he was like, oh, my God, I listen to you all the time. I was like, yeah. I was like, did you know we're doing Tarawi downstairs? You could have just come downstairs and listen. Yeah. And he goes, and then he goes, oh, actually, I'm not Muslim. I'm Christian. 
I was no like, way. I was like, wait, what? He's like, yeah, man, I listen to you all the time. He was like, hold on, hold on, hold on. I was like, okay, what? And he was like, all right. And he started trying to recite Surah Fatiha, you know? No I was like, he goes, Bismillah ar-Rahman ar-Rahim. And I was like, Subhanallah, bro. Subhanallah. I was like, Subhanallah, bro. I told the guy, I'm over here judging the guy like, bro, you could have just, why didn't yeah. you come downstairs? Like, you could have just prayed Tarawi with the rest of us, you get me? Wow. But this guy was just like, yo, man, ah. But subhanAllah, man, like even non-Muslims, they appreciate the Quran, man. And I, I notice that in like comments and stuff on social media, yeah. you'll get like, trust me, you'll get some some like people you'll never think that listen to the Quran and like, man, I, I follow your recitations. I'm like, really? SubhanAllah, man. Amazing. That's amazing. <laughs> <laughs> that is so humbling to hear. Yeah. SubhanAllah, man. Um, let's, since we're on the topic of videos and stuff yeah. like that and, and social media. So, uh, of course, you know, your social media has grown over the years, alhamdulillah, and, you know, you've used it in the in the right way uh, in order to serve the Quran, to. To, to, inshallah, yeah, and, and to inspire others as well. Uh, and I'm sure many people have been inspired to, to recite the Quran inshallah. better and to improve their own Quran. Um, the, the thing is, like, the, this is my personal observation. Um, when it comes to uh, young reciters, mm. just started, um, there, it, there are many positives on social media, mm. which is the fact that, for example, people like yourselves, you've got that exposure, you're able to inspire others. Um, there might be a down, there could be a downside as well. For example, mm. having a following, intentions, mm. and, and you've got sure. that side of things as well. Uh, but also, you know, when you start kind of, you've just started studying, mm. you know, just, it's not just even for a half of the Quran, mm. it could be just, you know, someone who's uh, seeking knowledge, and then you kind of expose yourself and you're in the limelight too early. Do you think that could have a negative impact on especially someone who's young and still? So the thing is, you know, when you mentioned intentions, a lot of people mentioned intentions. And, you know, I feel like intentions, not just with being a Qadi, Mm. intentions is something that Muslims have to work on for the rest of your life. man. intentions is one of those probably the hardest things to master. You know, you're going to continuously always uh, have to question your intentions. Mm. And the beautiful thing about Islam is that you can always renew your intentions. Right. So even if someone starts off with the wrong intentions, inshallah, they get to a point where. Uh, they can renew their intentions and do it for the right intentions, mm-hmm. right? So even if you see someone that might obviously be doing it for the wrong intentions, don't judge them because, you know, this can lead them to do some good, which eventually can allow them to renew their intentions and actually have a positive impact. Yeah. So for myself, for example, right? Um, you know, when I when I first became known, yeah. it wasn't, my intention was never to become known. As I said earlier, I uploaded a video to YouTube and after about maybe a year or two, like like 200 views on a video, it just went viral in the Middle East. Okay. And uh, is that how it all started? That's how it all started yeah. for me, right? Okay. I remember waking up. I had a Twitter account. I made yeah. it. I never posted one tweet. I never like. I imagine you. I just made the Twitter account and I just forgot about it. Yeah. I woke up one morning. I had about three thousand unread emails. So I'm like, um, what's going on? It's like this person followed you on Twitter. This person followed you on Twitter. And I'm like, why are all these people following me on Twitter? And so they're all just like, oh, you know, they linked the video that went viral. And someone basically re-uploaded one of my videos in Arabic title, like white guy reading Quran amazing. Like that was it, you know. And <laughs> I think the, I remember that. Yeah, the it's, surah, it's a surah, it surah Maryam back in the day, right? Okay. So, not that one, not the Fabiman Naqdihim one. This is the, okay, this okay, the okay, first okay. one. Okay. Um. Anyway. That one is a different one. Someone <laughs> took that video and they said, my name is Michael. I turned on. That's that's the second video that, that went viral, whatever. But oh, the first man. one, the original one was yeah. just white guy, you know, reading Quran okay, amazing. Cool. Yeah. And so people started following me on Twitter. Uh, people started adding me on Facebook and like they maxed out my friend requests and stuff. So then I was like, you know, I made a Facebook page and stuff like that. Um, and this was a while ago. So I think, you know, that was one of the biggest uh, benefits for me was compared to these other guys. Mm. Uh, you know, one of the reasons why I've reached where I am is just because I started a lot sooner. Like I was one of the first yeah. to do it. You know, it's not necessarily because I'm better than somebody. It just I had the opportunity to start before anyone else. Mm. Right. Because there's a lot of amazing people out there that might have a thousand followers and you don't know about them. You know, yeah. I always say there's 
subhanAllah, we don't know. There might The guy with the most amazing voice in the world right now can be someone that's not known even by one person. Like literally he's just saving his voice for him and Allah in Qiyamul Layl, Tahajjud. Like this guy is just like only Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Yeah. Like there's that guy out there, I guarantee you it. And mm -hmm. we don't know about him, right? But he's the best reciter in the world, right? Yeah. So, the, so it's not about uh, these followers and stuff like that. But you know, even for myself, when you obviously, naturally but as human beings, anyone that tells you that followers don't get to you is lying, yeah. right? You have to get... You know, there's a point in your life where it's like, if, especially when you start off, when you get a massive amount of followers, it's going to get to your head. It doesn't matter who you are. Yeah, it's yeah. going to get to your head. What separates people is the people who are able to control it and to kind of separate themselves from that. Mm -hmm. So everyone in the beginning is overwhelmed. They don't know what to do. They become prideful, arrogant, whatever it is. But as you mature, as you get more knowledge, as you grow, right, that's when you start saying, okay, well, that's when you start realizing, well, none of this, all of it's from Allah, for example, right? Mm -hmm. Today, if I say that I'm better than someone else just because of an amount of following that I have, Allah can take it away like that. Yeah. You get what I'm saying? So there's there's the people that do it for the, most people, you know, I would say in the beginning, it will affect their intentions, right? Yeah. But I like to think that, you know, as you grow older, you're able to renew your intentions and realize what you're doing and do it for the right reasons. Mm. Um, yeah, as you said, you know, there's there's a lot of negatives, but there's a lot of positives as well, man. Yeah. And I think the positives, always, especially when it comes to the Quran, man. <clears throat> you know, I have a friend that was like, um, I don't want to do Quran because uh, of the intentions and all that stuff and yeah. reasons. So I'm just going to do music instead because at least with music, it's like, wow. a, because, you know, I can sing doing the sheets and stuff, right? But mm. if I do Quran, then, you know, it's it's, 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 it's so scary, you know, yeah, yeah, there's yeah. people just like, okay, look, man, if that's the case, then work on your intentions, try to do it for the right reasons. But, mm. you know, what you'll have, look, man, look at the world right now, right? As much as we have all these, you know, all social media qadis and stuff like that, look at how many social media singers you have and other celebrities and other mm. personalities, man. You know, you have so many other types of personalities online. We're mm. really not, you know, we don't, we're missing these qadis or what sheikhs even, whatever mm. it is, right? You need more of that. And people are, especially in the Islamic community, where people are already so critical, man. You know mm. how people mm. are. Like, yeah. to be, you know, a sheikh or, a, a, you know, anything in the Islamic field is very difficult because people are so critical, you know? Yeah. And sometimes you, people make people want to just give up. and be like, well, okay, well, if I'm not good enough then I'm not going to do it at all. Like, if people are going to criticize my recitation all the time, then why do it? Like, if people are going to criticize my knowledge, then why do it? If people are going to, mm. you know, criticize my behavior, then why do it? Like, then I'm going to wait in 20 years until I'm a, a perfect, you know, person or close enough, and then I'll start teaching people. Like, then you're not going to have anyone left to teach anything. Because then all you have, because these other guys, these singers, they're not waiting for the right intentions. They're not waiting to be, the, they're putting all their stuff out there mm. on blast. They're trying their hardest. They're promoting all the haram in the world, you know, everyone mm. else. So, you, you, we got to start somewhere too, you know? Yeah. So where's the motivation for all of us when everyone is so, so critical, you know? Um, yeah. So. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's a valid point, especially yeah. with the, the criticism side of things. I know a lot of people that have literally been put off yeah. from studying or from, from the Quran yeah. because they, they, they literally just, they just can't take the, the yeah. criticism. So what would your advice be to, to maybe to some of the younger students of knowledge or, or you know? So my, my advice, qualities? my advice to people is, once you once you do renew your intentions and once mm. you do have kind of you know what you want to do just first of all you have to realize that whatever you're doing inshallah you're doing it for allah <clears throat> subhanahu wa ta'ala like truly at the end of the day uh you have to think about whether you have followers or not whether you get recognition or not would you continue doing this like if tomorrow mm. like if you're doing this for a year and you don't get no followers will you continue to do it mm. right that's one good way to under the why are you doing it? if you're yeah. just doing it for followers then allah subhanahu wa ta'ala knows right and if you're doing it for allah subhanahu wa ta'ala truly he knows what you're doing it for and he will help you and he will open those doors for you. Like you're not mm. the one that opens these doors. These events are not going to come to you because of yourself and who you are. Mm. They're going to come because Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is the one that gives them to you. Mm. Right? So when you renew your intentions and when you have that relationship with
with Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and you're truly doing it for him, then he will make, because you know, what, what, what's the hadith? You probably know better than, like if, uh, if, uh, if someone's loved by Allah, then mm. inshallah he's loved by the people, right? Yeah. Something like that. Yeah. So when Allah truly loves you in the effort that you're doing. in the heavens. And exactly. And so if Allah loves you, man, the people are going to love you too, man. So mm. you got you to gotta just focus on, you know, the right thing, the right intention, you know. If you're just doing it for followers and likes and for this and that, then you're going to get a little bit of what you want, but that's it. You're not going to you're not gonna go beyond that. You know, there's not going to be much substance in what you do. Yeah. So just no, try to, good, yeah. Good, good piece of advice. Yeah. Um, just coming back to one point that you mentioned, yeah. which is like you wake up one day and all of a sudden you're getting all of, all of these followers, yeah. right? What were you doing at, at that point in your life? And, and Nothing. And I was literally. just, uh, I was just uh, chilling, man, because yeah. I was about... I just finished. I just finished the, the Bain a Dream program when I was younger. I was like 15. I okay. just moved back to Texas uh, yeah. or to Houston with my family. I was supposed to start school, um, and so I was just in that period in my life where I wasn't really doing. It's probably just mm. you know hanging around, you know, just doing regular teenage stuff. Yeah. Um, and then you know I started getting invited to different places and started traveling, and then um, that kind of halted my school even more because it's hard to go to school while you're, uh, you know, traveling and stuff yeah. like that, taking these big breaks and gaps, uh, and then my life kind of just went in that direction. You mentioned that you're in Kuwait now. Yeah. Um, and um, I didn't mention it, but I am in Kuwait now. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I mentioned it to you, but not to them. Yeah, yeah. yeah. No, you, you said something, but. Uh, <laughs> so you, oh, you, I did. You, it, yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 So, you, so you're studying there, yeah. um, and you're studying further. Yeah. So that's that's quite that's quite an important thing to mention it because is. because of the fact that you know people would assume you know you've got there's millions of followers and yeah. views, therefore you've kind of made it. But on a personal level, yeah. what are you feeling right now? Oh you man, feel like, on a personal level, yeah. I feel like I haven't made nothing, bro. <laughs> <laughs> because, you know, you know, like, as I said, in the beginning, I got known, it wasn't because of my, it was just because of my voice in yeah. the beginning, you know? And so I've kind of like uh, been using that for so, so long, you know? and that's yeah. only going to get you so far. Like, mm -hmm. you know, you can't just rely on that for the rest of your life. You know, you have to put in, there's scholars out there, you know, there's people, as you said, like Mark Sarawi and stuff that they dedicate their whole lives to this, you know, mm -hmm. and really, you know, as, as I said, when I was younger, I didn't really care about the Quran as much as I do now. Now I genuinely have, like, for me, the hardest, the hardest thing right now is, being like leading a prayer or leading Tarawi or reading the Quran and not being able to understand what I'm reading because I, I genuinely wish yeah. I could I really <clears throat> wish I can understand what I'm saying so like that's the most important thing for me like I I want to I want to be able to understand what I'm reading for myself man mm. because when you start reading the Quran it's uh, um the trend like bro it took me 10 years like I was half for 10 years before I read the translation of the Quran yeah. Like most people, like I just, you know, I remember I, w I woke up and I was like, you know what, man, I've never read the meaning. Let me just try reading the meaning. Cause you know, and that's, that's also because of how I was raised. You get taught like Arabic is so hard. Quran yeah. is so amazing. If you don't know Arabic, you're not, you're missing out. You can't appreciate the Quran truly unless it's in Arabic, you know, yeah. and I was just like overwhelmed. And then I picked up a, a standard English translation. I just started reading. I was like, this is remarkable. Just even in the, Eng and the people always say the English is outdated. You thou thee, this, and that. I was <laughs> yeah. like, not really. Not, not the one I'm reading. You yeah, know, it's yeah, like, yeah. there's there are modern ones. And so I'm reading it and I'm like, well, subhanAllah, this is amazing, you know? And then once you read the translation, now I'm like, I'm trying to get that same, con I wish I can have that like always, man. Like when I'm mm. reading, like when I'm praying behind someone and stuff like that. So for me, like forget everything else. The, the like, I need to learn Arabic for myself first, not as a career yeah. or yeah. as a Qadi, but just yeah. as a Muslim. You you, you want to understand the Quran, you know. Yeah. So that's that's the most <clears throat> important thing for me right now. Yeah, no, it's, an, it's an amazing feeling to be able to to understand the Quran. And, you know uh, Arabic, right? How, yeah, well, I've, you know, we've been studying, and it, we <laughs> hope. <laughs> <we don't. laughs> 
Under <laughs> <laughs> bro, let me just say it. I, I find you know it's it's an amazing feeling yeah. to be to able to not just in salah outside of yeah. salah to be able to open up the Quran and to understand yeah, what sure. Allah is saying absolutely. is absolutely amazing. And I think that is a very important message that you mentioned, which is. Yeah. Like it doesn't matter how big you get. Yeah. Like you have to. You have you to have for yourself to as a Muslim. Continue studying. Yeah. Uh, it it never stops, and, yeah. and just like even scholars until today, our teachers, for example, and their teachers, they're still reading books and they're still studying. But you know the thing is, it's also a responsibility for you. You know, part yeah. of the you know when you when you do become known, it's very um, irresponsible of mm. you to just not do anything with that like even yeah. whatever whatever you know even if you're famous for being um let's say an athlete man yeah you, you have a responsibility of like how you have to interact with people mm. how you have to treat people you know there, there's you have to do interviews like there's all these responsibilities that come with it so imagine if you're like uh, known for something in the islamic field and you, you have it's not, it's not it's not really an option anymore you can't yeah. you can't say well you know if you want to you can like if you if you get to a point where you're known for what you're doing you have like if you're reciting quran to like thousands and thousands and millions of people even you have mm. a responsibility to go fix your recitation to learn about what you're doing like you have to that's not an option anymore because yeah. you've chosen to go down this path you can't just be like oh, well you know just wing it for the rest yeah, of your life yeah, you know yeah. you have to because i know there's a lot of people that are just content with like you know they just get what they want and they're just like they don't really they're, they're already getting followers so they're like why do i need to you mm. know and then they just get stuck there oh they do something else they start singing the sheets and stuff and i'm just like <laughs> You have a responsibility, man. You gotta, you gotta follow through with that. So yeah. you, you started it, so finish it. You know exactly, like, yeah. exactly. Um, in terms of you know connecting with the Quran, we've already kind of touched on it. You know, it's not just something for Ramadan. Outside sure. of Ramadan, you know, you, even you yourself personally, you want to recite more Quran. Um, what advice would you have for um, the people watching and listening, Umfid family? You know, those who want to connect with the Quran, maybe outside of because we're right at the end of Ramadan sure. now. You know, how can we continue this afterwards? So the the best thing, the best, you know, my my biggest, I did. I remember when I did some events. Uh, I think it was last year in the UK. We were we did like a few city tour, mm -hmm. and I remember I asked uh, at the start of before my recitation for the first time, I asked everyone inside. I'm talking about maybe three four hundred people. I asked them. I was like, listen, raise your hand if you've read the entire Quran's translation at least one time in your life, from cover to cover, just one time. Raise your hand. Well, maybe like out of four hundred people, you get like four or five hands. Mm -hmm. Maybe mm -hmm. sometimes there's like two hands, three hands. Okay, so what I realized was. Uh, majority of muslims man all ages majority of muslims because some people have been muslim like 30 years of their life have never read the translation mm. of the quran not one time mm. that's sad man it's, it can be in your own language it can be whatever language you speak just read the mm. translation pick it up people can pick, just re treat it like another uh, not to disrespect the quran but treat it like another book in the sense that just pick it up and read it mm. right people pick up all these other books and just read them they go through mm. them and they finish books and books and books you yeah, know throughout yeah. the year just pick up the quran one time and read it and i swear to you you're going to notice like how amazing and remarkable it is when you read the meaning of the quran especially you feel it mm. just try it one time right that's the first step because that's the easiest thing that you can do on your own yeah right uh to, to, to be honest the best thing to do that i recommend is go to youtube and find uh, uh, your favorite reciter if they have the english translation so listen because the, the quran is actually beautiful where you get that combination of the meaning yeah. and the recitation because recitation is one mm. half of the quran right so when you listen to a beautiful <coughs> recitation and you also read the meaning together that's yeah. when you're going to get the best effect right so there's many recitations on youtube and it's easier for you you just it's easy on the eyes you know people make the beautiful videos they're they're there yeah do that 
after you've done that, you know, then you can start going into tafsir, right? Then you can start reading tafsir books or whatever. Uh, another person that I always recommend to people is most people know Numan Ali Khan. I mm-hmm. think he's done amazing, amazing, you know, work so far mm-hmm. when it comes to tafsir. Um, you know, Mufti Menk has a lot of, all these guys that we know, Yasir Qadi, these we well-known names that we have out yeah. there. They all have, you know, if you go on YouTube, they have tafsir of this surah, tafsir of that surah, and they all have their own spins and twists to it. Mm-hmm. We don't, we, you know, you live in a day and age now where you don't, you don't have that excuse, man. Like everything is there for you. It's people accessible. have already, yeah, everything mm-hmm. is there for you, man. People already did the knowledge, the research, you know, like the research, whatever, they have the knowledge. You just have to go access it. Like just down, like this podcast, there's a Qalim podcast, there's a Baina yeah. podcast. Just go download a podcast, man. Like, yeah. <laughs> what's your excuse is that easy bro you know, I was like subhanallah yeah. So, yeah on the topic of favorite reciters by the way so growing up who are you listening to or so growing up today? so growing up always Afasi I don't know why okay. uh, I always used to listen to Mishali Rashid Afasi so um, but you know even you in met my, him right in, in I met him recently yeah, alhamdulillah, alhamdulillah. Uh, so <laughs> amazing guy man but uh, I also always used to have bless, you know Allah bless my grandmother you know uh, when she used, I used, she used to live with us growing up. But so mm. whenever she was cooking or cleaning or whatever in the house, you know, always she used to play like Saad Al Ghamdi or Ahmed Al Ajmi mm. or uh, sometimes Sudeis and stuff like. So you hear these. That's why these kind of tunes are also stuck in my head a bit. Yeah. I don't, you know, do them often, but they're stuck in my head because mm. of that. But my favorite reciter for the longest time was Afasi. And recently, it's changed to. Uh, I still love Arfasi, yeah. but who I find myself listening to uh, the most right now is a uh, 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 Qari from uh, Jeddah. His name is Abdul Aziz Zahrani. Okay. Have you heard him? I haven't heard him. Amazing. Know. Need to look it up <laughs> he's then. An, he's, he's amazing, man. Yeah. So I've been listening to him a lot lately. Yeah. Mashallah. Yeah. And uh, the thing is, look, uh, I know some of our viewers and the listeners they are they're waiting for me to ask this question, uh, but I know it's Ramadan as well, and you know. Uh, you know, the, you can't have water or anything, but is it possible for you to maybe share a, a short recitation with yeah, us? Yeah, bismillah, for, no problem. For, for a short minute or so, inshallah. A'udhu billahi minash shaytanir rajeem Bismillahir rahmanir rahim Ya ayyuhal ladhina amanu attaqu allaha wal tanzur nafsum ma qaddamat lighad Wattaqu allaha Wattaqu allaha Inna allaha khabirun bima ta'maloon ولا تكونوا كالذين نسوا الله فأنساهم أنفسهم أولئك هم الفاسقون لا يستوي أصحاب النار وأصحاب الجنة أصحاب الجنة هم الفائزون لو أنزلنا هذا القرآن على جبل لرأيته خاشعا متصدعا من خشية الله لو أنزلنا هذا القرآن على جبل لرأيته خاشعا متصدعا من خشية الله وتلك الأمثال نضربها للناس لعلهم يتفكرون 
هو الله هو الله الذي لا إله إلا هو عالم الغيب والشهادة هو الرحمن الرحيم هو الله هو الله الذي لا إله إلا هو الملك القدوس السلام المؤمن المهيمن العزيز الجبار المتكبر سبحان الله عما يشركون هو الله هو الله الخالق البارئ المصور له الأسماء الحسنى يسبح له ما في السماوات والأرض يسبح له ما في السماوات والأرض وهو العزيز الحكيم صدق الله العظيم Inshallah. Subhanallah, man. Bro, every time I hear it, <laughs> I, and the thing is, it doesn't, it doesn't sound much different when you hear it on the videos. Yeah, yeah. May Allah bless you and increase you. Um, uh, how do you keep up with the, the voice aspect, by the way? What's the, what's, the, what's, the, what's the secrets behind it? You know, there's an, you know people ask me that all the time, man. Yeah. Uh, the only thing I know about like voice secrets <laughs> is about... Uh, like before Taraweeh, like I just know, like like let's say you're about to lead Salah, you have yeah. a recitation. Obviously, you don't have like oily foods, fizzy drinks, spicy yeah. foods. Like right before, like you know, like you know, but just generally, you know, I don't know, man. <laughs> I just you know, just try to stay yeah. away from things that are damaging to your throat and your voice. Yeah. So you know, whatever yeah. that is, you know. So do you have a, a do you have like a particular diet because of the amount of recitations you do or you think it's just like no i don't i mean i started dieting this ramadan just not for my recitation but just, okay, for, just my, <laughs> yeah, for weight loss yeah, yeah. um but you know just you know as i said man i don't think there's you know i remember when i used to go to like indonesia malaysia they're like is there a special food that helps you with memorization because <laughs> you know even i think in the desi yeah, culture yeah. they teach you like uh what uh, almonds or badam yeah, yeah, yeah they're yeah. like they're very good for yeah, your yeah. you know if you eat badam every day you're gonna be an yeah, amazing yeah. hafiz you know it's like maybe you know but like that doesn't like it might help you just a little bit but yeah. you know you still got to put in the effort you can just eat like almonds all day and exactly. you know you're gonna have like this amazing i'm allergic to nuts bro, oh really so, oh, so you must be a terrible hafiz <laughs> 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 unfortunately for you yeah but you know there's not you know look to be honest with you yeah. at the end of the day uh <clears throat> reciting quran is very similar to singing so just go google what like the the experts do you know because mm. vocal coaches they have all these advices like for you know all these celebrities and artists you know yeah. they take care of their voice somehow <clears throat> if you really want to know just go do some research on what they do you know i haven't really done my research all i know is like if i'm leading tarawi like tonight or if i have an event i'm not yeah. gonna have any like fizzy drinks spicy foods oily foods because like pizza and stuff like that because yeah. then it just then it like it does affect your voice you know it does affect it um but the only thing that I can think about, uh, another thing that I can add to that is if you want to strengthen your voice. I know, for example, uh, Hafiz Hussam Sharif, uh, if you guys are familiar with him, I remember when I was younger, he used to give us advice. Like he legit, what he told us is he goes into his closet mm. and he'll just scream at the top of his lungs, man. Like he used yeah. to, I'll just go in my closet, just strengthen his voice, right? Yeah. So he'll just go into his closet and just go, ah, <laughs> like a dinosaur, you know, for oh, like, hey. uh, yeah, he'll just like for like, yeah, it's yeah. like, it's like working out, right? Because yeah, yeah, yeah. muscles. So if you want to strengthen it, so he, he used to be like, yo, I, I've never done that. I just do it in my recitations. If you yeah, haven't noticed, yeah, I like yeah. to just, in my recitations, I always like to push myself. So that's mm. like my training, I guess. Um, but you know, if other people, 
you know, uh, they just, for example, they go in the closet and they just scream at, you know, the top of their lungs yeah, for yeah. like 20 minutes. And that's how they strengthen their voice, man. So, wow, that's, it's, it's crazy, man. Like, you know, to be, to be able to keep up with at that pace and then to do it every single day as yeah. well. And, and like today, for example, you've not, you, you've not just got this, you've got Tarawih and you've got other events as well. So to keep up with it, uh, subhanAllah, it's, it's, uh, it's not easy at all. Uh, on, on, on a few, inshallah, final notes uh, to wrap up the podcast. Uh, I mean, again, with, I know a lot of people personally, um, when it comes to their voice, they don't have a, they don't naturally have a nice voice mm. and they become very frustrated because they think I can't be a good Quran reciter mm. because I don't have a good voice. And I always try to tell them myself, I'm like, it's not always about the voice. It's more actually about your tajweed. If your tajweed mm. is good and you can like accurately recite the Quran, it will sound nice. So what would mm. you, what, what would you say? So that's, I would say partially that's true yeah. because there are people that have good voices, but their tajweed is terrible yeah. and that ruins everything. Mm-hmm. Like you can have the most amazing, like for example, uh, if you just take some of the best voices in the world right now, maybe non-Muslim and you, they become Muslim and they want to recite Quran because of the lack of tajweed, they could be the best in what they're doing somewhere else. But yeah. they have yeah. the, literally, they might have the most amazing voice. The tajweed is like, if he doesn't have the tajweed, it's, 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 you can't listen to it because it's just, so, it's not bearable. Right. So tajweed is very important because it's what makes your recitation sound clean. Right. Mm. Uh, but at the end of the day, so it's, it's, it, it goes both ways. So people think it's something that you're born with and it's something that you can train, right? So there's people that think both. It's actually a little bit of both, right? So part of it is natural talent. And then a lot of it is also training, right? Yeah. So you do have to practice yourself and you have to learn and you have to kind of, uh, like, for example, with me, a lot of my practice just came from like once I started, you know, being recognized for this, people started travel, uh, inviting me to travel to different events. When it became my career, naturally, you know, doing always doing these events, you become better and you progress because you're just doing it so much. It became mm. my career. You get what I'm saying? Now, um, there's a lot of people also out there that doubt themselves. You know, they have amazing voices, but yeah. they're not confident in their voices, right? Um, there's a lot of people, I'm telling you, there's a lot of people with amazing voices, but they don't even have the confidence to recite to like a family member, let alone someone else. So they don't have anybody to actually tell them that your voice is actually amazing. You know, people mm. don't believe in themselves enough and um, they're, they're too afraid to take anything to the next level. Right. So a lot of people out there, like if you if you have uh, if you feel like you have even a decent voice, like, you know, if you have something to work with that you want to start with, go and go find some teachers, go find some people that can help you improve your recitation mm. because you do have to try to put in some effort to make it work. Right. Yeah. Um, and like you said, though, at the end of the day, the way the Quran was made and revealed out of the mercy and the, the, the wisdom of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, if you recite the Quran, even like if you don't, if you're not doing all this extra stuff with your voice, if yeah. you're reciting with proper tajweed, it still has an amazing effect. Like a lot mm. of these uh, uh, Egyptian reciters, right? They're not, they're not doing much with their voices. They're keeping it very simple and clean. They're just yeah. focusing on the tajweed, but it's very pleasant to listen to. And it still has, it's still Quran. You get what I'm saying? Yeah, the Quran yeah. is still beautiful, right? Um, and it has that effect, man. So whatever you do, just make sure that whether it's tajweed or vocals, just practice it. Because even tajweed, like I'm still learning and practicing tajweed. So it's yeah. like, it's a lifelong thing, man. Just never going. stop, you know, never think that you've gotten to a point where your voice is the best and you don't need to practice no more. There's always things that you can improve with vocally and like, tajweed wise as well. And if you bring them both together, if you have really good tajweed and you have a good voice, then that's where you get like the best uh, mm. outcome, yeah. Okay, and what? And uh, one final question: What's what's the plans for for Qadi Fatih? What's next? So my my goals, my main goals uh, for this year, um, I have I have three main goals. So my main my three main goals: the first one is learn Arabic. Mm. So that's the first one. Uh, the second one is to get my jaza and mm. to strengthen my hips. Like ideally, bro, next year if I'm here in the UK at same time, ideally, inshallah, I would like to be at a point where you can just be like Fatih, read from here. 
mm. and I'm gonna read from there. No review. Like that's that's my truly yeah. my goal for this inshallah. year, man. Inshallah. So, so that hopefully I can achieve that. And right now I'm also working on. Uh, I'm just working on an app right now, uh, to help. Uh, so I've been teaching Quran online for a few years now. Mm. Um, so I have this service that exists already, and uh, I'm developing an app right now to help me uh, yeah. as a teacher uh, teach Quran even uh, more efficiently and better online. And it's also to uh, make the experience better for the students. And inshallah, mm. I'd like to add uh, a few teachers to the lineup. And it's just simple right now. We're just keeping it at Tuqaida because that's all I can promise yeah. uh, people to do online. Because I don't like to teach Hifth online. It's just, mm. you know, people want 30 minutes a day, two days a week. Like, bro, I did 15 hours a day, five days a week. And I still don't think <laughs> yeah. it was enough. You, you know, so I just stay away from the Hifth because it's hard to get people to mm. do that online. So I'm just working on something. Uh, I'm trying to take my teaching to the next level, basically, uh, where I'm working on this project. And I'd like to get other teachers involved as well so those are my uh, three main goals for this year inshallah inshallah Qari yeah. Fatih it's been a pleasure Zakhari, thank you so much for, for joining us thank and you, so I think we've thank you for really, having me man yeah man we've had some re had really good uh, discussions on the show alhamdulillah uh, and hopefully a lot of beneficial inshallah. content for, for the Umfeed viewers inshallah. and listeners inshallah uh, and where can we find you on social media for those of you who aren't following uh, you for YouTube uh, just search my name Fatih Safragic uh, same with Facebook same with Twitter yeah. um and on Instagram, <clears throat> it's the real Fatih. That's the only one that's the different. Real <laughs> it kills me, bro. I wish I Not could change it. Not the fake one, man. <laughs> yeah. Because when I was younger, yeah. when I was younger, as I, you know, people, uh, people used to make fake profiles of me, yeah, right? Yeah, so yeah. I, there's, even now, if you go check, there's so many. But I remember yeah. when I was younger, like, there's, so I had to be like, the real Fatih, you know? And then that, that's what, you know, it stuck. But I wish I can change it because all my social media is Fatih Safragic and then my uh, my uh, Instagram is the real Fatih. <laughs> but what can I do? So Fatih Safragic is already taken. The guy's going to probably extort me for money. He's like, oh, okay. <laughs> she sees my followers. She's going to be like, you want this name? <laughs> Pay up. <laughs> it's okay, man. I'm man. Honestly, thank you so much. I know you've got a really packed schedule. Yep. Um, but really appreciate your time. No problem. And inshallah, we'd love to welcome you back another time inshallah, again to inshallah. the studio. And uh, to all of our viewers and listeners, we hope you benefit inshallah uh, do check out of course uh, more from Qadi Fatih on YouTube on his social media make sure you subscribe to the our YouTube channel as well and on iTunes and inshallah we have a lot more podcasts coming your way in these last few moments of Ramadan of course don't forget to make dua for us here at Yomfeed for Qadi Fatih for all of us inshallah make dua for the entire ummah and I pray that you all have a blessed end to Ramadan and an early Eid Mubarak to you all take care Assalamu alaikum wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh